Alright y'all Keys stay So be open minded That's why I have to say You might not like it But it's real So listen up Yo ever since 911 It's been Hello Welcome to the No Ho Podcast This is brought to you by Absolutely Nobody This is the first episode And I don't know what I'm doing I am Patrick Bradley And uh, I'm basically making this Because I find myself a bit starved For podcast content that I like Um, I'm a libertarian musician uh, I'm a web developer uh, so I kind of you know I like some weird intersection between libertarian views on politics and I like technology and uh, I listen to uh, pretty religiously I would say I listen to Dave Smith uh, as erratic as he is I listen to Robbie the Fire Bernstein he puts out Maybe one 15-minute episode every two weeks. Uh, I listen to a lot of Tom Woods, um, a good amount of Peter Schiff, although uh, I feel like lately I haven't been quite uh, on him as much. You know, maybe it's his blasting of uh, cryptocurrencies constantly that, um, you know, whatever. I still, I still listen to him. I mean, I, I love Peter Schiff, and um, he was very important, uh, or has been important in me. Uh, I don't know, putting him putting concepts in a way that were pretty humor, uh, you know, pretty funny, but they, uh, you know, also approachable and uh you know probably his best thing is just that he applies these sort of austrian ideas to you know current economic events you know stuff at the fed i mean this is stuff that you know dave smith or tom woods i mean they're just not really on on a uh, daily basis um anyway so what else do i i also um i'm just basically giving you like my uh, background or bio through what podcasts I listen to. Um, so, you know, that, that, uh, I mean, I guess I don't listen. To, I mean, Tom Woods puts out every day, but I, I don't find all of his topics that interesting to me. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, Dave Smith is, is, uh, you know, puts out one or two a week. So I don't know, man. I mean, I listen to him at night when I'm going to sleep. I listen to stuff in the morning when I'm getting ready, when I'm driving to work, driving home from work. I don't know. It adds up, you know. I mean, I need like a couple hours, maybe three hours a day to fill all that. Um, I uh, So I guess, you know, when I'm needing, when I'm like needing a fix, I need to step out of my my go-tos. Um I definitely will hit up Alex Jones. Uh, I won't lie. Um, I've been kind of bummed lately that, uh, well, I mean, it's been months, I guess. I haven't seen any of David Icke's stuff uh, showing up. And uh, I just use the regular Apple podcast app, but I never see it. And um, I, uh, 
you know, I, who else? I, Michael Savage, I'll listen to a little bit. I mean, so I guess, <laughs> you know, when, when I run out of sort of the Austrians, um, the people that like, it's almost like percentage, right? Right. Like, like how, how often are they able to stick to, you know, by the book theory? And, um, and I'm certainly not saying I am. I mean, there's a reason I've never been like a out in public or whatever. I mean, it's these guys have to think on their feet and everything. But then some of them are just legitimately get parts wrong. But, you know, I mean, I think Dave Smith is is uh, he's the most consistent motherfucker, you know, and uh, he is. And Tom Woods is, you know, 100 um, percent. I would say Peter Schiff, you know, now you're starting to get into like the 90s. He's pretty good, but, you know, I, I think he goes off script a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with Alex Jones lately um, or with this Trump stuff. I mean, it, it certainly turns me off, you know. Um, I mean, he's always been crazy and he's always been, uh, you know, talking about some pretty outlandish stuff. But... You know, at the same time, I do love like totally bonkers conspiracy theories. Uh, you know, there's like no limit for me. Um, so I guess, yeah, there, so this is this is the first topic for my show. How to stay entertained, but never brainwashed. See, I'm never afraid to listen to anything. I'm not afraid that I'm going to be convinced um, of some wrong idea. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. It seems like pretty simple. I feel like I, I listen to something, you know, and I can be pretty agreeable. I can also be confrontational, but you know, as particularly if it's a topic that I am like not well versed in, you know, I, I try to listen to, you know, whoever or whatever the sources or I'm reading it, watching some video, listening to a podcast, you figure out how it might be wrong. I figure out then how could it be right. I may even do those in reverse order, but it's important to do both. And then I will admit that while I may assign a larger probability to one of those outcomes, it's very doubtful that I am totally certain. Uh, and you know, sometimes lower probability things actually happen you know so anyway uh that's my uh you know non uh stay entertained don't get brainwashed 101 you know just try to argue both sides of the point and admit that you probably don't know what the fuck you're talking about um you know, that being said, sure, I take uh, I take very strong stances on things that I do feel are obviously correct. I mean, I am, you know, a voluntarist. Maybe you call me an anarcho-capitalist, libertarian. I call myself a libertarian. I mean, I'm all the way. I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a voluntarist. Oh, yeah. You know what else to listen to is Free Talk Live. And I honestly haven't listened to them much lately. Um, so I sort of switched over from this tune-in radio to like the podcast app. And I don't know that Free Talk Live uh, puts their stuff out there. So anyway, those dudes are great. And they are, they're another 
just like 100% on. Let's say 99, right? Everybody messes up. Dave Smith, uh, Free Talk Live, and uh, Tom Woods, 99, you know, 99% uh, accurate. So anyway, uh, sorry about that. So anyway, so yes, um, don't, you know, I try not to become dogmatic about things that I don't like totally understand, you know, um, something like global warming, right? Uh, you know, I mean, sure, like when I first, it, it, I, uh, I have a, I got a PhD in physics. I went to Georgia Tech. That's why I, I live down in Atlanta now. I'm originally from uh, the Philadelphia area. And um, yeah, so I remember some guy who was like the Secretary of Energy. He came and gave this big talk on global warming. And I mean, you know, I was terrified. And uh, and then I, you know, later found some other, you know, I mean, that, that stuff is hard to argue with. I mean, I, I don't have the ammunition to sort of really combat, you know, somebody sort of on, on that level. And um, yeah, you know, so, but then later I find out that, you know, while, okay, I, it may be a, a minority of scientists, but they're definitely like legitimate real scientists that are publishing, you know, papers that are, you know, pointing to the idea that maybe, you know, man-made global warming isn't quite, you know, what uh, we're being told. So anyway, I mean, I, I feel like it drives people crazy, but, you know, I don't really know, you know, I, I, I mean, not, you know, I'm, I'm left to do stuff like, um, for instance, right, I'm skeptical because of, excuse me, I'm skeptical of man-made global warming because of who I'm hearing this message from, right? It seems like it's sort of coming from that same sort of big government corporate lobby that's also pushing us into all these wars, right? That like, you know, in... um since what i mean we i mean it didn't start in 2001 but you know whatever that's when it really popped off you know i don't i don't know when we went into afghanistan but it's i think it was like really soon after it was probably 2001 um up until today baby and uh you know millions of people are dead Governments destroyed, which, you know, I know, I know this audience, that's, you know, that's not exactly like the worst thing, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, there's refugees, you know, way more than, than the casualties and just, you know, just absolute, just carnage. And uh, I'm like, you know, the same people that line up with that are also, you know, getting with this global warming thing and again i mean that's not any kind of proof you know but you know they've already kind of tried to talk me into something that wound up killing you know millions of people uh so i don't know i'm just not really take them at their word i guess you know and anyway uh I want to say that I'm getting on a tangent, but I don't really have any plans, so I guess it's sort of difficult to be exactly on a tangent. Um, let's see 
what else? So <laughs> one of the things I did make a few notes here to try to uh, stabilize my uh, scatterbrain. Um, one thing I want to do is if I do do this, keep this podcast going is, uh, you know, just like get into it, man. I mean, you obviously need like advertisers or whatever if you're, you know, you're going to make a business out of it. But just like you know, all these intros and just setting things up, talking about, I I don't know. It's, it's a pet peeve of mine. So anyway, so we pretty much knocked out like who I am, libertarian musician, web developer, living in Atlanta, originally from Philadelphia. Also, I revealed the PhD in physics and uh, maybe I will reveal some more as I go on or in future podcasts. Um, Yes, I am a musician and I am here in my studio, which is just like my living room, my house. But I do have some pretty tight equipment you can hear. Mm. You like that beat? Yeah, we love it. We're just voluntarists living in a non-voluntary world. Anyway, so I just did my little Owen Benjamin thing, except a little more hip-hoppy jazzy. I think he always does that uh, uh, classical, but uh, yeah, I don't play classical music. Um... If you do, the only thing I have online is I have some uh, beats, like hip-hop beats. Uh, SoundCloud, you can look up Pat LaRue, L-A-R-U-E. I just made up another name. There's no meaning to it. Um, so, what else is there? Uh, so, anyway, um, yeah, so I talked about what I want. Uh, you know, what I've sort of been starving for as far as podcasts. And now another thing I listen a lot to is sports talk. Uh, like I said, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, big Eagles fan, but, you know, we like to say that we're four for four. You know, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. Um, but I feel like uh, the Venn diagram of NFL football fans and voluntarists is possibly only occupied by myself. So probably won't talk much about sports on this unless I can somehow shoehorn in an, an uh, libertarian angle to it. Um, yeah, and uh, so, you know, and I said I, I do a PhD in physics, so I do know some shit. So you should pay attention when I talk. Um, but also, you know, maybe temper your expectations because I really don't like preparing. I'm kind of more of an improv guy, whether it's music, programming, which probably sounds terrifying if you have to use my software, um, and podcasts apparently. So anyway, I was thinking to do a little bit of news, um, I had sort of just really only one article and then, uh, you know, maybe some other things. But um, 
I uh, I saw this article today and I thought it was an interesting headline. De Beers admits defeat over man-made diamonds. The world's largest diamond miner is doing the unthinkable, selling stones produced in a laboratory. Interesting. So um, my first thought was that that's great. Um, I think that there has probably been some really horrible shit that's gone down in Africa over the years around these diamonds. Uh, you know, that being said, I don't think is suddenly going to, you know, things aren't going to suddenly turn around in that continent, um, because, you know, people aren't hunting blood diamonds or whatever is going on there. And admittedly, uh, probably, you know, 90% of what I know about this situation is from the, uh, movie blood diamond. So Lord knows if there's any, any truth to it, but, um, you know. It's a rough place, and, you know, uh, it is funny, though, right? Like, so it's sort of um, pitched to me or pitched to us that's like, ah, you know, now they can grow these um, synthetic diamonds, and um, they're only, like, synthetic in in the sense of, like, they weren't formed over like millions of years of pressure or whatever. But they are in every possible way a like legitimate diamonds. There's nothing like illegitimate around them. And and in fact, they um the little I know about that is that they basically are able to take any diamond, and so they obviously pick like the best, like really flawless, nice diamonds. And there's they essentially have some process where they like replicate it, or you know, it grows uh, from from this. So they do need like you know something to seed it, but um, you know, I don't think that there's any problem with that since they could also seed new ones with their you know previously synthetic ones since they're you know all the same. Uh, you know, as far as like molecular structure or whatever. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, that's cool. And then like, I feel like, you know, the idea is like, we're, we're all pitched on this. Oh man, blood diamonds, you know, it's so awful. And it's so bad for Africa and, um, the people there and, you know, and, you know, you shouldn't buy these diamonds and, um, I uh, honestly never really thought about it that hard before, um, and I can't, uh, you know, can't say that I'm exactly thinking about it hard right now. But a new thought popped in my head about this, and it is that I mean, is it really going to help people in Africa? Like they had basically like the monopoly on this resource. Now, granted, they were getting raped by like, you know probably basically people from England. I don't, I'm not sure that there's, I I don't really know what countries are the big ones. Um, but I'm pretty sure like, you know, the beers or whatever. I don't know. I shouldn't assume it's definitely like Europe. Um, you know, that's going down there, you know, whatever I'm saying. They're probably like hiring militias and just taking over these mines or whatever. But you know, I don't think it's like, it's like, uh, I mean, obviously diamonds aren't as, I mean, they're very valuable, but they're not like, you know, it's not like oil, right? In the Middle East, but like, okay. So I don't think the, you know, the key thing, the ending, the strife in Iraq, the best thing that could happen to their people is that, you know, 
all like that somehow some scientists figured out how to just like produce synthetic oil that we could power our cars and you know all we needed was like one fucking gallon of real oil and then we could just make it infinitely uh from then on i mean that's not like you know like the middle east basically probably goes from i i mean just nobody gives a shit about them i you know i i, I they like what would they have i mean where how would they you know what would their economy be based around um and i mean i'm all all i'm saying is like i just don't see why devaluing some resource that um is and i you know i don't know if it is even a monopoly but i mean it at least i've been (laughs) convinced that most diamonds are coming from africa um and Yeah, so I feel like that severely reducing the value of one of the resources that they had nearly like a monopoly on as far as like natural resource possession. um, You know, it's probably, you know, in general, I would say, well, that's probably bad for them. Um, Now, you know, not it. It's uh, they're not the only you know, people involved in this. There's a whole world of economy. I mean, the other thing is that people can, uh, I guess, get like wedding rings and stuff cheaper. But then it also just make make it like stupid to get them. Like once they're cheap, you know, like it would be like, I don't know, buying a wedding ring with like cubic zirconium. Um, so, you know, who knows where that's going to go. Um, but then... You know, the other obvious thing is like uh, industrial applications and stuff, you know, like like every drill can have a diamond tip now. Um, So, yeah. But anyway, it's just interesting. I mean, it's something that like they've been um, they've been doing this for a while. You know, synthetic diamonds. This is not like uh, something that, you know, this is like some brand new technology, man. I mean, these guys have been like working on this for years and uh i guess it's like hit some you know cross some tipping point now um okay what else uh you know i do think it's sort of funny i i don't know if i uh i noticed this like uh i don't know a few years ago i remember one time out oh it's so like right like what's like a ridiculous uh like um publication like daily mail website web publication whatever news right they were ridiculous headlines and whatever and it's kind of funny or something and um i i just remember like this this was like a few years ago when um i feel like it was like earlier you know we were like me and my friends were like on the daily mail like early and um and then like you know just like i remember it was like right around that time looking at cnn and just being like man like this is like not that much better like you know these these headlines are like wild and it's just i don't know anyway so i thought it might be funny to sort of uh breeze across some of these headlines on this is cnn.com like front page uh you know and today what's today tuesday may 29th 1103 p.m eastern standard time all right what's the big headline Inside ABC's firing of Roseanne Barr. Okay. 
Uh, there's some subtitle. Give me more details. Analysis. ABC just took a moral stand. Trump won't. <laughs> okay. So Roseanne Barr gets fired because ABC took a moral stand. And this is something that Donald Trump will not do. Um, the black, this is the next, next, next headline. Or I'm not sure if these are supposed to be all, they may all be related. I may be able to give them a little credit that they don't have these as all the only headlines. But anyway, I mean, these are the top things. This is, you know, this is where you put stuff as a web developer. You know, you learn where you put the stuff that you need people to see first. And this is where, what CNN has for me to see first. So the next one, the black exec who fired Roseanne had hired her last year. Interesting. Co-star Michael Fishman is quote-unquote devastated. Uh, S.E. Cup rips ABC for Roseanne reboot. I don't, I don't know. I, I bet that's older than... S.E. Cup is interesting. First of all, what the fuck is up with that name? What the fuck is S.E.? S.E. Cup. Like, I mean, that's just, that's not a human name. That's like the name for, I don't know, some inanimate object. Some, ah, shit, I clicked the link. Some uh, product, you know, the S.E. Cup. Standard edition cup rips ABC for Roseanne Reeve. I bet that's an older headline that... For some reason, they want to show because, I don't know, I guess because there's probably barely any story here and they're running out of shit. And the final top headline, opinion. Unlike Roseanne, the show exemplified this, oh, I'm sorry. Unlike Roseanne, this show exemplified the best of American politics. Oh, I got to read this. So I did look a little bit, uh, this Roseanne thing, uh, what did she said? She said something, uh, um, a series of tweets. So she, she said some stuff, um, in some tweets that people didn't like. And it is, uh, you know, Sarah Gilbert, who plays Barr's daughter in the ABC sitcom, tweeted that Barr's comments are ab aberrant and do not reflect the beliefs of our cast and crew or anyone associated with the show. Gilbert added, this is incredibly sad and difficult for all of us as we've created a show that we believe in and are proud of and audiences love, one that is separate and apart from the opinions and words of one cast member, but it's not one cast member. Like Sarah Gilbert could just jump off a bridge tomorrow and, you know, Roseanne's show would go on. Literally, probably the entire cast could. The whole entire cast, they would have them replaced uh, and they could roll on. Um, she wrote, uh, in one of the tweets, she wrote, Muslim Brotherhood, so this is the thing that got her fired. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. It equals VJ. Um, so it's a little cryptic, but it's a comment about a woman. VJ is um, referring to this woman, Valerie Jarrett. 
a former top aide to President Obama. So I guess um, she's a black woman. Uh, I've never seen a picture of her. I'm truly sorry for making bad jokes about her politics and her looks. And it is... um, it is kind of funny. I mean, on the face of it, right? It does seem kind of racist, right? Like, I mean, as a uh, a white man in America in 2018, in the United States of America in 2018, you know, I'm going to probably lay off comparing um, a black person to, you know, apes. That's just not, oh, certainly not, you know, I mean, it's just, you're sort of asking for trouble and I get it in the, you know, Dave Smith, you know, harps on it, the, the, uh, you know, politically cracked stuff and everything. And, and I get, I get it, but I am, um, you know, I don't know if there's just some, you know, there's some line and there's just like asking for (laughs) trouble, whatever. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, like, she's sort of just like making fun of what this lady looks like. And I'm not necessarily sure that making fun of somebody because of the way that they look is racist. Like, I don't know. I almost feel like you got to be a little bit racist to hear that as racist, right? Like you're the one connecting the dots and saying it's racist. She's just basically saying this lady's ugly. Although I don't actually understand the the Muslim Brotherhood, they, I don't immediately. I can't picture something in my head. So this lady, uh, she probably looks pretty great. Uh, anyway, you know, you never should make fun of what somebody looks like. Um, and I'd say, you know, that is the difference between. Well, Dave Smith keeps it pretty clean on his podcast, but I mean, I know like Legion of Skanks and stuff. Um, you know, I don't go all, all, uh, you know, bananas like that with like politically incorrect. It's not, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm like moderate with that. I mean, I get it to some extent, you know, I just think it's like, like saying something that is offensive, particularly to a person that has experienced persecution and it's sort of bringing that up. Yeah. Like try to avoid that, you know, but not being able to say things that are true because you're afraid to like hurt feelings of somebody that experienced persecution. But this is like true and is in, important to get across like you're not you know um you can you can be like brutally honest you know like painfully like a little bit too much right like with your girlfriend or wife or whatever right you don't always have to say the whole entire truth right you know you see like some like hot chick uh walking down the street you're with your your girlfriend or your wife or um you know just like don't say it you know, what are you looking at? I don't know. It's just all this, whatever, you know, you just don't say it, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> you guys get it. Uh, so, you know, there's some sort of balance there. Um, but the, the, I feel like to me, the, the big thing is, is that like, this is the biggest story on CNN right now. 
I mean, this is the this is the big one. And uh, they somehow blasting Trump over it. I did want to look at this, so I, I haven't looked at this at all. Un- opinion, unlike Roseanne, this show exemplified the best of American politics. I can't wait to see what it is. Uh, what is the show? What is the show? Let's start with the one that has been said to capture. Da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> God. CNN, like it's not garbage enough, but they have auto playing videos with sound. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, Roseanne Barr's latest tweet storm, which was filled with racist and conspiratorial diatribes, just killed her television show. Her slew of tweets targeted former, uh, all right, that VJ, Chelsea Clinton, George Soros' family, and elicited a strong response from ABC. Though Barr apologized for the VJ comment, the network announced that it would be canceling her show. The incident is fitting story for the Trump error, the star of a television show, one that has been said to capture the economic anxiety of the presidential's base, just let off a tirade that captured the worst kind of social and cultural hatred that has taken root since the 2016 presidential election. If the tweets of the star combined with the substance of the show, the rebooted Roseanne really does capture the troubling part of what President Trump's politics have centered on talk of economics with one breath then use another to unleash on different social groups um yeah and you know i mean clearly i did not vote for donald trump um you know and uh i uh my big beef with him is that, you know, he seems to be full steam ahead in the Middle East. I mean, maybe he has some fits and starts, but certainly with the Middle East and the war on drugs, right? And he's not doing uh, shit about the Federal Reserve. Um, basically as steady as, as she goes, right? Like Bush to Obama to... Uh, president trump now um but i do find you know the focus on this you know to to me like yeah like he's he's brutal you know he's terrible but you know so so was obama you know and so so was bush um i mean uh, i on the things i care about i don't know it's possible that he's I mean, he's only had like, you know, one year and some change. Right. So I guess give him some time. But, you know, thus far, I'm not sure that he's really worse than those guys. Um, you know, he may even be better. God forbid. Um, yeah. But this is the big you know, this is the big news. And, you know, Trump is uh it's it's I don't know it's just so weird it's like no matter what happens or it's not even what happens right there's you know billions of people in the world there's hundreds of millions of people in the United States like there every single day there's going to probably be like thousands of instances of you know bigotry and racism um I don't know you know as long as you catch one on camera you know, and then maybe, you know, you get somebody like this that's famous to say something that's 
Well, I, you know, maybe our other tweets were super racist. I don't know. Um, but, you know, like they can always find it. Right. Like, I mean, and, and the narrative is is just pushed that this that it's so much worse now than it was before Trump got elected. Like, you know, there's so much more racism now. But, you know, is it like, again, who's telling me, you know, these are the people that dragged, you know, convinced propagandized the U.S. populace into all of these wars in the Middle East. It's these people. And, you know, my God, could they possibly be trying to manipulate the public again? You know, I mean, I don't know, you know, but like, show, you know, show, show some proof besides like this person, this one person did this, this, uh, you know, one person did that, or, you know, the, you know, the Starbucks thing. I mean, they just, you know, they get something on tape, man. And, and they run with it. Like my point is, is like, let's say, you know, they wanted to pitch the narrative that like, I don't know, um, you know, Korean people were, you know, just crazy hated cats. I mean, I guarantee you in the U.S., like at least once a week, you're going to come across a video of a Korean person, you know, abusing a feline. And then nobody's going to fact check you like nobody's got time for that. Probably just going to look at the, you know, the headlines and they're going to see, wow, I've seen a lot of headlines lately. Another Korean guy, another Korean person, you know, beating the shit out of some cat. Yeah, you know, and then pushing some weird agenda around it. I mean, you know, and like I, you know, like I kind of said in the beginning about, you know, listening and not getting brainwashed, you know, I'm not saying that that is proof. But it sure as hell, it's, you know, going to make me think twice, um, particularly when I know that these people have like, you know, led us into horrific events in the not so distant past. Like when that shit happened, when it started, I was finishing undergrad. And then, you know, the lion's share of, of, of stuff in the Middle East and while well, I was in grad school. And uh, I mean, it's been a it's been a chunk of my life, man. And uh, yeah, it's the same, you know, it's the same crew. You know, these these players aren't, you know, they're not any they're not any different. And, you know, uh, I just that level, you know, I, I can remember you know, several, you know, I, I I don't know, maybe this was like 2005, six, something like that. But I remember talking to a friend of mine, I was visiting, um, and it was about the Iraq, you know, the Iraq war at the time. This was like, we were deep in it, you know? And, um, and actually back then it was actually on the news, you know, I mean, literally CNN has not a single headline uh, Cavs win. It's a basketball. Shanghai. To, oh my lord! I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. 
porn is the root cause of the school shootings. Anyway, the point is, there's, uh, as far as I can tell, I'm looking around real quick, I don't see a single headline really talking about anything happening in the Middle East. Um, and believe you me, there are things happening in the Middle East. Uh, here you go, antiwar.com. Here's in their Iraq section, 21 killed. This is on the front page, too. 21 killed and fresh Iraq violence. 43 bodies found in rubble. And, but, you know, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, we don't got time to fucking look at that. Roseanne Barr tweeted some shit, you know? She got fired. She got fired from this show that I've never watched and never was going to watch. Oh, my God. So... Anyway, so, yeah, I'm beating a dead horse here. Don't fucking trust them. <laughs> don't trust anybody, right? Like, that's kind of, especially don't trust somebody that fucking lies to you and their lies cause the deaths of millions of people and cost trillions of dollars and is still going, you know? I mean, they're not even stopping. They don't even, they're not stopping. Like, the fucking endgame, right? I, I don't know. I guess it's Iran. I mean, that's sure as hell what, like, you know, old Alex Jones is, like, dug up. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that dude's crazy. But, you know, long before we invaded Egypt and Libya and Syria, he told us that that's what they wanted to do. And he also told... You know, we also talked about that the end game was has always been Iran. So we'll see, but you know, it's fucking sad, man. But anyway, so the big big deal, big shit happening right now in the news today is that Roseanne Barr got fired for tweeting uh racist shit. And the non-news of the day are that uh, Moon and Kim, which is uh, the South Korean, North Korean leaders, are still committed to the summit. A North Korean official is to visit the U.S. and meet with Pompeo. Israel and Russia make a secret deal on troops in Syria. I think they're talking about letting them back in the Golan Heights or, you know, letting them basically i guess saying they won't kill them if they do that this headline was interesting too poland offers two billion dollars for a permanent u.s military base it's interesting that they would be they you know that they're like begging for us so anyway uh you know i think uh i think i'm gonna wrap it up there uh this is my first you know stab at this i have to go back and listen you know, possibly edit it, add some fucking tight sound effects. And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't sound too fucked up. And uh, I'll share this. And, you know, if you um, if you want to find me, my uh, the only way to do it is on Twitter. And... My Twitter handle is Patrick J. Bradley. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe fire out what you liked, what you didn't like. 
you know, what, what you'd want me to talk about in the future. Um, you know, I would say that, uh, just kind of getting to the end of this, um, you know, content is sort of a little, uh, you know, deciding on the topic, you know, again, it's like, I listen to all these other podcasts and it just seems like obvious. Oh yeah. You talk about that. You talk about that. And then like, I sit down and I'm like, okay, like I'm fucking do this, man. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this tonight. And, uh, it's like, what do I talk about? (laughs) So, you know, luckily CNN delivered with some super bullshit, uh, as they do. And, you know, of course, antiwar.com. Oh man. So favorite podcast. This is, this is it. This is top three in order. These are my favorite podcasts. Number one, fucking Scott Horton show. Uh, he's been kind of inconsistent, but, uh, from some tweets I exchanged with them, I think that it was some technical stuff. So hopefully they will be, they seem to come out in these bursts. Number two, uh, run your mouth podcast by Robbie, the fire Bernstein. Again, super erratic, horrible production value, barely even has a topic, but he's funny and he's a libertarian. And then, you know, we'll go part of the problem. Dave Smith's coming in at number three. Uh, and then, ooh, who's, who's honorable mention? Honorable mention. Uh, Tom Woods, of course. I mean, he should be, I mean, he should be above all them. Because he's smarter than them and he's pretty much better than them in every way. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Fucking crazy Alex Jones. Oh, of course. And Schiff. Schiff would round out the top five. So there's my top five. Scott Horton. You got Robbie the Fire Bernstein. You got Dave Smith. You got Tom Woods and Peter Schiff. So... That's where I'm going to wrap up. I guess I'm going to tell you what you should actually listen to instead of listening to me. And uh, have a great night or day, whatever it may be. Uh, This is the No Hope Podcast, Episode 1, signing the fuck off.